0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you.
1: We're back in the proper studio, Dr. Paul. Good to see you. How are you doing? Good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just so we speak properly, too, now. We'll do our best. Uh, But there's lots of news out there. There's good news and there's bad news. And if you look at the headlines, it's all bad, almost. But if you look in between the lines and look at the people, what they're doing, uh, we can find some good news. So I don't know if we can get away with this, but uh, my suggestion for our program today was... That's B, positive. It's Christmas time coming. Yeah. And even when they say something nasty, we're going to just flip it around and say, well, that's good information that people are bound to turn against you yeah. people now. Exactly. <laughs> so there's a little bit of that. And uh, it looks like... There may be some court victories, yes. which which really encourages because you know the uh, I guess the courts are can be a little bit more optimistic than we can uh, w- with the judicial system itself. You know the FBI and the investigators and the Congress investigating things. That's that's where I think there's so much uh, corruption involved. But anyway, we have some, we have some good news, and I want to start off with uh, an article written by our. Our, 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 colleague. our yeah. colleague, you know, yeah. uh, Adam Dick. Yeah. He, he's writing about this, and um, this is uh, this has to do with um, uh, quietly, you know, what, what's going on here. Oh, they the tend. This is judicial stuff. Yeah. Ten, ten, uh, ten states have been um, complaining about this, and there there is a ruling, and uh, the, the medical it was mandates on medical workers. Yeah, yeah. Boy, that's the most disgusting thing. I get the stories all the time that people have lost their jobs and they've sacrificed so much. But why? Sure, I want to get this message spread around because maybe this will uh, give a lot more people. A little bit of encouragement because they're they're scared to death you know they've been pressured I'm gonna lose my job and how am I gonna feed my kids and all that but you know what even though these courts are moving in our direction the bureaucracy is even going to move slower but uh, anyway, there, there was a ruling that went uh, our way that said that uh, uh, they could not force these uh, or threaten them that they'll lose their jobs if, uh, if they don't get their vaccine. Yeah. You know, the vaccine mandate, uh, the, the authoritarian approach to uh, working for a, uh, a healthier society. What nonsense.
1: Yeah, it is. And let's put up that first uh, clip just to show you. This is Adam's piece that he had in uh, t- t- uh, that we put in last night. Um, And this is uh, Judge Matthew Shelp, U.S. District Court for Eastern District of Missouri. He issued a preliminary injunction, an order of preliminary injunction, barring the U.S. government from implementing and enforcing Biden's mandate enacted via Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Essentially, what that said is anyone who provides services, Medicare and Medicaid services, must be vaccinated. Um, Ten states sued Biden over this mandate, and this judge ruled in favor of the states. The interesting theme tying these, and we'll have two more similar stories today, but the interesting theme th- uh, tying these two together, and it's unfortunately not a realization necessarily that you shouldn't force people to take medicine they don't want, but it's a realization that if this goes through, thousands, tens of thousands of people are going to walk off their job. They're, they had it, they're not going to do it, and it's going to be a real disaster. Um, they, the, uh, the Missouri uh, lawsuit was, was brought forth by the Attorney General, Eric Schmidt, and Attorney General, Derek Schmidt, and they are, um, uh, they, their argument was that if, um, if the uh, hospitals enforce this and fire people or say you have to quit if you don't take the facts, their short-staffed hospitals are going to be an absolute disaster and a nightmare. So it's very good news. It essentially could further snowball because uh, we've seen the victories in the, uh, in the Fifth Circuit Court. We've seen other victories against this uh, vaccine mandate. This could start to snowball and basically overturn the whole thing. Yeah,
0: You know, I, I think the the so-called intellectual enemies, if we want to call them intellectual, the people who disagree with us come entirely, people who love mandates. I think the underestimate and a lot of people have underestimated the strength uh, and the ability of people speaking out you yeah. know the, and when the people are heard, they have been able to uh, achieve things so I think this this is the case uh, uh you know the courts have now spoken out and given assistance to it, and I think the administration. You, you know, when when they have a setback, they certainly don't put the setback in their top headlines, and yeah. the press, the, the White House press secretary doesn't come out and say, "Oh, good, we we have a mis- misstep today." They try, they'll they'll try to ignore this. But no, I I think I think this is very good and. Uh, like you said, it could uh, be the beginning of the end. Uh, It's never quite so precise, but just moving in that direction and, and, and getting people excited about getting their freedom back. To me, the sad part is when there's an exception carved out and somebody gets their liberties back in, like the union workers did, it's sort of sad but good. They're moving in the right direction, but it's sad in the sense that we have to celebrate the return of something that was legitimately ours in a very natural, honest way. But uh, so we see, it, we see this as a positive thing.
1: Yeah, the, the interesting thing, and this is something positive we can take from it, and this is what uh, Judge Shelp ruled. Uh, he ruled. He wrote in his ruling Monday that the Biden administration did not have the legal authority to issue this rule. And that's, that is a pretty good rule. We'll take that. We'll take that one. That's, yeah, that's pretty good. That's good. Now, the second one that's related uh, go, comes out of California, and this has an interesting twist because there was a mandate for prison workers to get vaccinated (laughs) or lose their jobs. And you're not gonna believe Dr. Paul, who actually sued against the mandate to overturn the mandate, and that was actually Governor Newsom, because he also saw the writing on the wall. There we go, this is from the LA Times. Newsom and guards challenged vaccine mandates at prison. warning of staff departures. They were basically going to lose a lot of their prison staff, it was going to be a nightmare. So, no, Newsom didn't wake up and become a good guy. He's still a really bad guy. But he realized, you know, I'm going to be in big trouble if these prisons don't have any guards.
0: But, you know, when I first looked at this, I thought... I thought this involved uh, the prisoners.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: but but when you think about it, oh well, we shouldn't really worry about that because some, there's some monsters in there. We shouldn't worry about whether they're getting improper medical care yeah. or, or not. But uh, I think uh, the the, uh, the whole thing is, is the prisoners. Uh, you know, m- there might be some prisoners there for nonviolent crimes.
1: Yeah, So let's sure.
0: th- th- say that uh, they get overly involved and deny and force and all this. They've lost more than just their freedom because of nonviolent cr- uh, criminalities. But uh, anyway, I think, I think it's, it's good, another, uh, another move in the right direction.
1: Yeah, it is. And this is the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which granted a stay of a lower court's uh, order issued in September uh, regarding the uh, forcing the prison workers to have, uh, to have a shot or to be fired or to leave. Uh, so that is also good news. And that leads us actually to our third story, and we can put up the clip, and Dr. Paul, if you want to introduce this. Oh, yes, yeah. so the White House, and I uh, I mentioned this a
0: little while ago yeah. because I thought it was so important, is that um, when something mm-hmm. uh goes against them they're not going to put in their headline so this headline is white house quietly delays vaccine mandates as another federal judge object so they had to go along there's a point where they they must they, they they have to back down when the people speak out and it looks like they'll back out there's still a little bit of respect for a court order unfortunately there are so many bad court orders that it's not always good but in this case it's moving in the right direction, and I
1: and I think this is very good. It's pretty neat. Yeah, it is. And let's, let's do that second This is a clip of a tweet from ABC News. Because, again, this is the same theme. It's the realization that these mandates are going to destroy the economy and destroy the country. Uh, this is from ABC News. The White House is telling federal agencies they can hold off on suspending or firing federal workers for not complying with the vaccine mandate until after... The holidays and in fact I think it's um, it's going to be delayed uh, for quite for, for a bit of time after that and every day that it's delayed I think the momentum comes in our favor it, it
0: will people will say hey do I smell freedom out there yeah. it seems to be pretty good this idea the principle that really annoys me is that too many people accept the idea that to have freedom uh, to, to to be safe you can get good medical care, you have to sacrifice your liberty. So if you want protected against COVID, you have to sacrifice your liberties. I heard so much of that stuff after 9/11, and, and of course uh, after 9/11, the American people did suffer with the Patriot Act. So anytime they think they're going to get safety and security, good health, or safe safety from uh, you know a foreign invasion, it's done. Uh, the trade-off is just terrible. You do not have to give up your liberties to be a free person, and uh, that's a contest that goes on endlessly because they can make a pretty good case for well under this case you need to do it because uh, the the uh, majority now might do this and might do that. So therefore, we have to take away some liberties of all the people in order to protect their freedoms. You know, it's nonsense.
1: Yeah. And, and I think the other message to people is, uh, you know, hold the line. You're, you're, you're winning. And I, we, we certainly feel for people that have lost their jobs, hope they get them back when this is overturned. But the people that are resisting, you can peacefully resist this unconstitutional, immoral and unlawful forcing of people to take medications that they admit are not vaccines because they don't block against transmission or infection and they don't really do that well against uh, even getting sick. We're talking about, I think in Germany, half the people in hospitals have double vaccines in uh, Israel and elsewhere. So they don't even do a good job at that. Forcing people to take something that they don't want uh, is a losing proposition ultimately. And the wheels turn slowly, I think, Dr. Paul, but they do turn
0: well, I think this comes up. Like after nine eleven, it's very clear what happened, and people, I think, were more willing because they could see a danger hitting home. But uh, in the in the case of this, it gets more complex because it's the principles of liberty and how do you how do you distribute good medical care, and it's real easy uh, to, to say, well, in medicine. You have to have science do this. you're, You're just a patient. You can't do this. You can't make up your mind. And we have to look toward the experts. And we have people in our government who's been in the bureaucracy For years and years, and they are so good that they make a lot of money giving out all this advice. So therefore, we'll look to the bureaucracy. And then we have even doctors in the bureaucracy, you know, saying that they have an absolute monopoly control over science. And I think that's where the sacrifice is wrong and that people should. The common person, and I listen to them as a a doctor, the patient, because you know home care even from my parents i still hear words of wisdom coming my parents or my grandparents and to for a doctor to write that off and say no i'm going to the government i'm going to read the regulations and i'm going to do this and that and if the government says you have to have a vaccine it must be so and it has to be everybody and that mentality is still there but i think what we're talking about today it's being whittled away bit by bit and we're encouraging that momentum in that direction to get get people to feel confident enough that they can make these decisions, which are vital for their own freedom and for their own health.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the um, federal workers, I think it's about 92% have had at least one shot. You say, well, that's a vast majority and that's to be expected probably, but that still leaves thousands of workers who haven't. And the other thing that's going to come down the pipe, Dr. Paul, is that people that have complied, so all these federal workers that have complied, they've gotten two shots, fully vaccinated, then Fauci, we talked about him last week. Fauci comes down and said, "No, you're not. You got to take a couple of boosters. You know, one every month. Whatever he's going to say next week, because he never know what he's going to say. That's when you're going to start getting a lot more resistance." Do, hey, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Do,
0: I was going to say, do you think anybody arrests? Uh, yeah.
1: Yes, sir. We'll do it.
0: But you know, philosophically, that's what that's what happens. Uh, I'm so disappointed, in – a um, number of doctors and hospitals and medical professionals who have essentially done that. They've yeah, vowed, yeah. vowed to the authorities. And yet, we have some out there that have really stood their ground. Yeah. And they're being allowed to speak out more than they have over the last year or two. So that, that that is good. But I think so many, I know some doctors that are just torn up by this. They say, you know, if I don't get that shot, do you realize what that's going to do? I have... 40 patients that I have to take care of, you know, and on and on. And uh, it, it isn't like one one day sacrifice for yourself that you give up a day. I mean, it is very, very disruptive. But uh, that's why this is a very important issue. And I think a, a bit of understanding why we don't have more than maybe... Five or ten percent of the physicians really standing up because I think deep down in the heart of most physicians, I think they're very much uh, with us. And uh, you, you know, I, I heard one doctor uh, who took care of a lot of elderly pa- patients, and he he wasn't he uh, he wasn't engaged in a hospital; he had his own clinic, so he he, he still could practice. Mm-hmm. But they got him because he had elderly patients that still took Medicare.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> and
0: therefore, if you. If your bills are being paid by Medicare and Medicaid, uh, the doctor has total control of your, your personal medical care, and you must, do, you yeah. must uh, live by taking these vaccines.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, we, we were talking about some that are resisted. Uh, and uh, before the show, we talked about Jeff Tucker's terrific, terrific review of Scott Atlas's right. new book. Now, uh, That's someone who sacrificed a lot, and we're not, not going to talk about it today necessarily but hopefully, I mean, we'd love to have the doctor on. Maybe we'll look sure. into seeing if he'd no, join think, us and talk about his book. I
0: think we're going to work on this. Yeah,
1: I think we definitely will. But talk about someone who resisted and had the courage and withstood the slings and arrows of literally everyone.
0: You know, you talk about SAC, I'm always interrupting
1: with you. No no no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, you know,
0: they, uh, inter- uh, the... Uh, the, the sacrifice thing is, is uh, you know, I think everybody understood exactly what you meant by sacrificing. They give up uh, their medical and their income and all this. But you know what? They don't sacrifice their self-respect. Yeah. They end up with something a lot more valuable uh, than doing whatever they tell you and never question it. Because I, I think there is a point where you can speak out and... Um, and and not all of a sudden throw everything out the door. You know, you, you can speak out, and and and, and there is, there is a. There, there is a, a place where sometimes it gets a little fussy, uh, fuzzy because they don't know, you know, if I say this, what's gonna happen? Yeah. And uh, of course, we've seen some horrible examples of say, just making statements and young young nurses and doctors yeah. and uh, women and and men who, who have done this and have lost a lot. But we wanna continue to work on trying to change people's minds on this, that medical care can be provided in a much more superior way uh, through a private voluntary system rather than assuming that the bureaucrats know more than uh, the non-bureaucrats who believe in good medical care.
1: Yeah, and that, that Jeff Tucker review is up at ronpaulinstitute.org. Right. If people want to read that, we've reprinted it from Jeff's uh, Brownstone Institute. Um, let's go to the next topic, and this is something that you're a lot more of an expert <laughs> than I am in, but we were both fascinated by it. Let's put up this next clip. Now this is from RT, and it's interesting because it's, it's a Russian doctor, uh, Anatoly Altstein. He's a virologist and he was in, uh, instrumental in the creation of their vaccine that they use, the Sputnik V vaccine that they use. And he has an interesting point. New Omicron variant could spell the end for COVID-19 pandemic. And let's do that next one, because here is a quote from the doctor. He says, we already see Omicron has many mutations, more than Delta, more than 30,000 in a single gene of its spike protein. This is too many, and it means the virus has an unstable genome. As a rule, this sort of infectious agent becomes less dangerous because evolutionarily, an overwhelming number of mutations leads to a weakening of the virus's ability to cause disease. This is something we've always known, but no one has talked about it for the past year.
0: And it's coming out now and it's related to this whole concept I think it's he more easily understood when we talk about natural immunity and this is the technical thing on on what goes on and there are people in virology that know this but once again they have remained silent
1: yeah and
0: uh, and then there's how many people have a direct or and indirect relationship to the pharmaceutical companies yeah. you know there there's a lot of that goes on so they remain uh, you know silent on this but uh, I, I I think this is. Uh, I, I think it's, it's fa- fa- fascinating that uh, this happens, and it comes, comes from Russia. I say, you know, this is. Uh this is a much better way to deal with Russia. Yeah. Why don't we work with them and, and praise them? Instead, what are we doing? We're trying to start a war in the Black Sea yeah. with with the Russians or a war over Ukraine with a lot of fibbing on that and misinformation about why why we have to uh, uh, you, you know be so antagonistic. And here they have scientists over there that I truly believe Far excel any, any scientist that officially works uh, for the medical bureaucracy in our country.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the Russians have been terrible about this virus. They've been very authoritarian. So they, don't, they certainly don't get praise from us on that aspect. But this is an important thing. And I think if, if, if I could give some advice to Biden, I would actually use this as an excuse to get us out of this mess. COVID's gone. Omicron killed it. Let's go back to our lives. Yeah, and,
0: and you know, this is the kind of thing that we should uh, be, be talking about. There's just no reason why it always has to be the confrontation. And like you say, the authoritarians are on both sides. Uh-huh. You know, even, even if the majority of people in both countries uh, uh, that are antagonistic toward each other... Uh, there, there's always the authoritarian group and they always have a greater motivation to be in charge and they weasel their way in to power and I think that happens in, in all the societies and, uh, you know, it's a little risky comparing, you know, those principles with our country with the uh, truly well-known authoritarians but the principle is the same. People weasel their way in. They get control of this. I mean, if you think of who the leader is the chair the big leader is in the house of representatives <laughs> i mean it's uh, yeah, i think it's very evident of what people are willing to do for power and uh, and, and this this to me is the uh, is, is the essence of it in the and the majority of the people i still believe in the the uh, the many good qualities of the majority of the people because i think most people uh, do want peace why why uh, you, you know when this this debate sort of came up when I was running for president, and they uh, they accused me of being anti anti uh, military and, and 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 unpatriotic. And I said, well, you know, I was in the military. I said, but wh- why why would it be uh, unpatriotic? I said, I saw a lot of young people, and most young people who are in the military aren't. Looking for cold wars and hot wars and fighting in Afghanistan for 20 years? Uh, No, they they didn't do that. But there are some people that go into the military, a very small percentage, but they love it. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah, that's the scary ones. Well, the last thing we're going to talk about as a main topic is kind of a head-scratcher in a way. In in other ways, it's not. Let's put up that next clip, and I'll read the headline. And Dr. Paul, you can react if you want to. August is from Zero Hedge. Oxford University says no evidence vaccines won't protect against severe disease caused by Omicron. My
0: first thought was, and there will be no prohibition against somebody that will have the gospel truth, and they'll say it will <laughs> prevent it, and therefore we're going to give it to every kid and every person. In a way, I think that, that is still coming out of the government in spite of their setback. Yeah, yeah. They're doing this. But I think the big point here is that uh, it it takes a long time, you know, to find out the truth of it. They, they used to test. Uh, did you remember, did you know that <laughs> they used to test these vaccines yeah. years? They, wow. uh, years before before they would do it. So uh, this this at least would say, yeah, maybe maybe a little more testing because they said, do you know evidence they they won't protect? They they might protect. It might become necessary, but uh <laughs> no. The, the whole thing is, is uh, uh, right now though the, the scientists that are ordained by our government, they are already advocating that there will, you know, obviously be a need, uh, you know, for another vaccine and we have to keep this going. And <clears throat> the people, the medical profession and the marketplace are totally confused because one day they say, you know, this is absolutely out of control, and the stock market goes down $2 trillion or more, I don't know how much, crashes now and then they say oh we're just kidding it, it's probably not going to be that bad and, yeah. you know so they're back on that again and, and today once again it looks like somebody said well it still could be bad <laughs> you know it, it, they shouldn't even be in the business of doing that we should have medical research and do doing this and and have trustworthy sources and i think that's one of the biggest thing now uh, for the medical profession the patients everybody else who is to be the trustworthy source and unfortunately I've been surprised at how many people uh, sort of would like to be able to not have to figure it out themselves and they they want the authority to say well the FDA said this is okay so I can I can do that and uh, that that of course I think leads to uh, problems and the problems we're facing today as part of that atmosphere
1: exactly and but there are two competing pressures about whether the vac this the vaccine will work against this new variant because on the one hand if it says you know this vaccine is absolutely no good against this variant there's going to be a a lot more panic and B there's gonna be a lot more resistance hey I-, I played by the rules I got all these shots and now you're telling me it doesn't work uh, <laughs> you mean these things mutate I'd never heard of that before because I watched <laughs> the mainstream media but on the other hand you've got the unbelievably greedy corporate big pharma well connected politically so here this first thing we saw which is Oxford University saying you know, this, this probably is going to work. You know, we don't no need to panic. But then let's look at this next clip because here's Moderna's response. Moderna's CEO repeats that vaccine won't work for Omicron. He's basically, he's a CEO saying, our vaccine is no good. Wait, we're going to get you another one. We're going to fix it. We're going to get you a new one. You got to get shot. And I think at some point, Americans and people around the world are going to say, you know, this is, this is bogus. This, this is. We look at the profits. We look at what they've done. We look at the greed. We look at the revolving door. We read RFK Jr.'s book, which everyone should read on Fauci and his connection to big pharma and the big bucks that they make from big pharma. And they say, no, this is enough. We're going to get rid of this corporatism uh, that's costing who knows how many thousands of lives.
0: You know, I I think today we've talked a lot about how they look at these viruses and what they have identified and what it what it really means and that's very very important because that's ultimately should help us uh, decide or anticipate what's going to happen but I think it's still good to use the terms that we used very early on and we've emphasized and it's they're out there more so than it was a year ago and there is uh, natural yeah. Natural immunity. This this is a big deal and that sounds normal normal and natural and legitimate and a challenge to the dictators who say, no, we have the absolute license to tell you what science is. And if you don't do what the government tells you believe in science, you could lose your job. You could go to jail, for all we know, or you can you can be canceled.
1: Yeah. I wonder what
0: that cancel means. I, I get a little worried about that.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to close out, Dr. Paul, by just reminding our viewers, Hey, thank you for watching the show. Please subscribe and hit all the notifications and thumbs up that helps us get the word out more. Uh, But also to mention, and if you're not subscribed to Ron Paul Institute updates, uh, they're free and we keep your information private. Just go to ronpaulinstitute.org and subscribe. If you had subscribed, you would have gotten my email last night, my update about today being Giving Tuesday. Uh, And uh, you know, we had uh, Black Friday and then we had Cyber Monday, shop, 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 spend, spend, spend. Well, Giving Tuesday is the day where you remember the charities, uh, the organizations that you believe do the most good. Uh, and you give them some support give back a little bit so we appreciate your support and certainly on giving tuesday but we also want to give something back to you and that's why if you see dr paul's latest mini book we've talked about it on the show again but this giving tuesday please consider making a tax deductible donation to the ron paul institute i'll have a description i'll have a link in the description of how you can do that for your donation of 50 dollars or more this is our thank you uh, for keeping us alive and keeping the show going Uh, for a contribution of $100 or more, Dr. Paul will sign this book. It'll be your personal uh, memento of Dr. Paul's terrific work on how the wokesters, how the COVIDites, and how the crazy uh, corporate weirdos are colluding to make the world a terrible place, and what we can do about it. So please do support us, and we will give you a gift on Giving Tuesday. Did I use all those words? I was making them up as I went, <laughs> but they sounded pretty good. <laughs> they, did, they did sound good. With this, have a rewrite. Make, make sure that's included. So,
0: I do want to thank everybody for tuning in today, and I do once again want to emphasize that there are some positive things out there. We do believe that uh, there are more and more people understanding what's going on, and it's uh, it's because there are people like us and many others who are trying to point out what's going on. But most important, I think we tried to make the point today, is that one effort is on our side of the efforts who are on the opposite side because it's so silly, so ridiculous, and it doesn't work. And therefore, the people saying, "How many how many booster shots am I going to have to get before I'm immune?" And uh, I, I, they, they were asking questions more. The courts have ruled in uh, in a certain way. The politicians are beginning to wake up. And uh, maybe a vote like we saw not too long ago in Virginia, maybe that's a sign of lockdowns and all. People are questioning it. And uh, there's going to be more elections. And uh, usually elections don't decide a lot, but as far as I'm concerned, the majority of people uh, the prevailing attitudes of people is very important, and their attitudes comes from people who talk about the issues in an honest, straightforward fashion. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.